Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hello, Mary. Hey, Jillian. (laughs) We're going to talk about something so much, so fun today. Yeah? Humor. Ugh. One oh, of my man, favorite do things. I need that. I know, don't we? Yeah. We actually do need humor right now. And we're going to talk about humor, but also how important it is to our psychological well-being. Mm-hmm. So I know that you'll have some gems to throw in because so. of the It is science. early in the morning. I know. I know. <laughs> You're asking a lot for the brain. So how about, um, you know, we're just going to think about... Uh, some jokes right now. You want to hear a few? Oh, sure. Get, okay. Get so first of all, I, I need to let you know that there's this amazing project that's been going on out in Calgary. It's a group of high school students that before COVID hit, mm-hmm. they were going to be doing this project, right? And then of course, because of COVID and shut down, that sort of got hijacked. Mm-hmm. And so this group of students decided to begin a senior citizen joke hotline. Oh, okay. So they felt that this was a way that they could contribute to the well-being of others by, um, you know, creating some jokes and having them recorded. So the seniors call in mm-hmm. and they get a joke told to them. Wow. And in and the first we would co- qualify as seniors? Yeah, well, you know, we're junior seniors. We keep <laughs> saying that. <laughs> so anyway, um, the first couple of days, they had like four to 500 calls. Wow. And now they're getting upwards of 17,000 calls. Wow. And... James Corden, Billy Crystal, other comedians, mm-hmm. uh, they, this has reached international headlines mm-hmm. and they've been interviewed and, you know, uh, Billy Crystal, I know, has joined in and shared a couple of jokes on the hotline. Awesome. And so it's just taken off. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what a nice gift that would be, right? Yeah. It just started as a project, but mm-hmm. it's really having a big impact. Mm-hmm. So here are some of the jokes that they've shared okay. with their All right. phone. All lay it on me. So... What do you call a hen that can count her own eggs? What? A mathema chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Why are koalas not actually bears? Why not? Because they lack the qualifications. (laughs) (laughs) Got one more for you. Okay. All right. Why did the teddy bear say no to the dessert? Why is that? Because he was stuffed. So just a little bit of fun to start our day. Right. Good to hear you laugh. I love hearing you laugh. Oh, my goodness. Well, I actually, um, I've been working on trying to retrain my brain. Oh. Yeah, I know. And one of the things that I've uh, created is a feel-good kit. Oh. And it's on my phone. Okay. And I've captured videos and pictures, and you're in them, (laughs) as you can imagine. Uh Uh-oh. Some of them. That bring a smile to my face, that make me laugh, that bring the feel-good hormones coursing through my body. And I have to tell you, when I look at them every single day, it brings me that sense of settledness, happiness, joy, all the things that I need. And it doesn't take away the fact that there's a lot of things going on right now that are stressful and difficult, but it just gives me that little oasis of peace. And laughter is a big part of it, so... I'm so glad you said that because we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. But mm. I just love that you have this, what did you call it? Feel good kit. Your feel good kit. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is cool because there's 
I'm sure that all of us as listeners um, can think about some things that we put in that right away. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like there's show- nothing like a baby's laugh. Oh, I know. Well, right? I, I have to admit that the two videos at the very front end is one of Amanda when she's really little, and I won't describe it, but no. oh my goodness, I, it cracks me up. And then one of Cam also when he was a, a, a 18 months old or two years old, it again, cracks me up. You know, I remember back, it just you're triggering a memory for me. I remember back, you know, at a very difficult time in our lives, um, my, um, my mom had just passed away after, you know, being actually... Very similar to COVID, she had been on a respirator for 30 days mm-hmm. uh, with something that actually COVID is showing up like this particular thing called ARDS, Acute mm-hmm. Respiratory Distress mm-hmm. Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so she had just passed away after being on that ventilator and it was at her funeral. And um, Emma, my daughter, was three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, three-year-olds don't know. Mm-hmm. They know something sad's going on. Mm-hmm. But she was just being her three-year-old self, mm-hmm. which was so helpful mm-hmm. during that time because yes. you can't help but it gives you permission. That's right. Right, during a very sad time right. to laugh and to, you know, have some humor in the moment. Right. Um, so that just triggered a memory for me. Yeah, well, humor doesn't diminish our pain. No. But it gives us... Um, strength, and it gives us perspective. And a reprieve. And a reprieve. It really does. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. So uh, that's really good. I like that, that feel-good kit. Mm -hmm. Um, What what makes you laugh? Like, what are the kinds of things that make you laugh? Uh, I have to admit, I'm pretty silly. You are silly. (laughs) But a lot of people wouldn't know that about you. Yeah, I guess. Yes. But uh, so uh, what makes me laugh are some of the silliest things. Um, you know, uh, Peter and I, we laugh a lot together and, uh, we've got all these sort of secret words and phrases we're gonna and come to that. that we can just sort of look right. at and we just snort laughing. So we had to do this, um, our, our pastor, Lucas asked us to tape this little thing for some, uh, some video thing he's putting together. Right. So Peter and I decided to do it and we had to do like about 15 takes because we were laughing so hard and it was a serious thing, <laughs> but it's just uh, every time I looked at him. Right. Anyway, so silly is what makes me laugh. Um, I love slapstick humor. Oh, yeah. Uh, like things that are so obviously funny that they're ridiculously funny. Right. Uh, but I also laugh at things that are subtle too. I love dry humor. Uh, Frankly, I just love to laugh. I really do. Yeah. And that's what, part of why I love you, because you are so funny. I try. You are. And and so... And you know sometimes I make myself laugh. <laughs> you I do. love. I know. And the words you come up with, and, and they replay in my, my brain. And anyway, uh, listeners, we all need to encourage Jillian to lean into her humor. <laughs> I'm trying to encourage her, by the way, to do some like... Um, stand-up comment. Okay, we're just going to edit that one out, okay? <laughs> okay, so um, moving right along, yeah. um, what makes me laugh, I love slapstick. Yeah. Like, the show America's Funniest Videos mm-hmm. was made for someone like me. Mm-hmm. And then Bruce has introduced me to Fail Army, which, you know, it's just like... I've never the, heard of that. Oh, it's the stupidest things, like mostly young men doing really stupid things but hurting themselves. And that just cracks me up. Like, I have to pause it because I'm <laughs> having to re- go to the bathroom because I'm laughing so hard. So, yeah. Um, I love slapstick. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, listeners, for you, what are the kinds of things that make you belly laugh? Mm -hmm. Like just hold your sides and just you you have a hard time recovering from. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that, you know, one of the things that I love is making people laugh. Mm -hmm. Like I love to see people laughing. Mm -hmm. 
And um, so, you know, how do you make other people laugh, especially mm-hmm. the people in your household? Mm-hmm. That's some food for thought right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I would also add one thing I've learned, and maybe you're going to go down that mm-hmm. topic. Um, one thing I've learned that's been really helpful and healing for me is learning to laugh at myself. I'm, I'm going to get oh, there. Oh, you're getting there. Boy, okay. I have you read my notes? I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to all the things okay, you're talking excellent. about. So first of all, I want you to know that there's a lot of science behind humor. Mm-hmm. Um, as all good things, you know, we are wired for all the different feelings and emotions, and we are wired to be to have laughter in our mm-hmm. lives and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good sense of humor has been linked to a quality that could actually contribute to psychological well-being. Mm. And I know that I feel more positive about things when I've had a good laugh, yes. especially with a group of friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, life is full of challenges and possessing the skills necessary to meet those challenges can lead to a happier life and a greater sense of well-being. Mm. So lots of different skills support success and well-being, but definitely a good sense of humor mm-hmm. has been thought to be a quality capable of facilitating the achievement of psychological well-being. Yep. Uh, amen. So just huge, eh? Mm-hmm. So how is it that a good sense of humor plays such a strong role in supporting resilience mm-hmm. and well-being while also helping sort of avoid psychological distress? Mm-hmm. And just what you said earlier, it gives us kind of a reprieve mm-hmm. and it helps us to um, not get into that locked mindset that it's all bad mm-hmm. and we cannot experience mm-hmm. laughter even in the dark times. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't have permission to laugh. That's right. And I think this would be a really good time if you have a favorite funny movie mm-hmm. or a game that you play. You know, we've played that game where you put the device in your mouth. Yes, watch your mouth. And you have to say, and I mean, that has created great laughter yes. in my life. Yes. So maybe breaking out a game like that at the family dinner table would be a good thing in this season just mm-hmm. to have a reprieve from all the stress. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked in the pre- in a previous episode about reframing life mm-hmm. circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a number of studies, and we'll put links to the studies below for people who want to do a deep dive, um, people with better senses of humor have shown to be able to be more effectively reframe or uh, appraise difficult situations. Mm -hmm. So they've just been able to move quickly into the reframing piece, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is really necessary, right? Mm -hmm. And that they're perceived as less threatening than to someone who doesn't have a good sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So these stressors are a little bit less threatening. Mm -hmm. So a good sense of humor buffers those stressors, Mm. and it helps us to take a look at potentially stressful events and reframe them. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been seeing a lot of hair jokes going on during Mm -hmm. COVID, and I think that's a way to help bring some levity Mm -hmm. to a very difficult time Mm -hmm. where we don't have any control. Well, that's it. I mean, I think a lot of what humor helps uh, in times of stress is that sense of having no control. And you can kind of get pulled down that road of uh, feeling so helpless and powerless that your brain just keeps looping and looping around that. And it's not a good place to be because there's really nothing you can do to change the circumstances. Right. But by stepping out of the reality of that situation and looking at it from a humorous standpoint, it does give your brain a break. And the thing that's also 
fascinating, and I think this is the way God has wired us and a gift of laughter, is that when you laugh, you're actually physiologically uh, creating more oxygen to your brain. You're, you're, you're doing all the things that your body needs to help it to relax. That's right. To center itself. And the hormones are being released in your brain that releases a sense of well-being. Yes. Uh, so just by the act of laughing, you're doing that. And one of the strategies we teach clients is even if you don't feel like laughing, even if you don't feel that there's anything funny going on, to actually just physically laugh. Mm. So by physically laughing, you're engaging the, 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 the physiology of what laughter does for you. And then action, that action leads to changes in your mood and in your state, which is so fascinating. It is. A lot of times we think like, well, I can't laugh because I don't feel like laughing. Or I can't laugh because the world is in such a bad state. How dare I laugh? That's right. As opposed to if I laugh, it actually helps me feel more resilient. It actually shifts my emotional state. And I feel actually in a better place to cope with the reality of what's going on. Right. And, you know, when we work, we, you and I, we work with a frontline um uh, emergency responders. Mm-hmm. I mean, humor is huge. And sometimes, yes, it tips over into black humor. And frankly, uh, I don't judge them for that because I've been known to kind of s- slip into that part of black humor as well. But again, it's a way to try to make sense of something that's senseless Yes, and try to um, f- find your bearing. And to diffuse. That. And to diffuse. Exactly. That's very, very significant. So um, I'm just going to jump off topic a little bit, but it's mm. in topic. Um, so for for families right now who are, you know, we're now in what day, like week 12, mm-hmm. uh, week 11, week 12 of, uh, by the time this airs, it will be 14, 15, 16, who knows, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we'll be a number of months into the pandemic mm-hmm. and people have their kids at home. Mm-hmm. And so again, going to this whole idea of building resilient kids, mm-hmm. Just off the top of your head, what are some of the things that families should be doing mm-hmm. to help their children, you know, diffuse during this time? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing, going back to silly, yeah. kids are naturally silly. Oh, they are. And um, as adults, if we go down the road that um, silliness leads to irresponsibility, leads to not managing their life well, then that's not good because we end up trying to shut it down. But in yes. fact, we need to follow their lead and invite silliness with them. And, and you know, uh, one of the things that I've been studying now is um, about the attachment and that the primary emotion that underlies attachment is actually joy. Mm. Now, joy is not exactly the same as uh, humor, but humor, I think, is a big part of it because... I think they're linked, for they're sure. Linked because when we are enjoying each other yes. through laughter and silliness and tickling and giggles and all of that, then we're actually bonding. Yeah. So this is a time you, you, you can't control what's happening in the environment. Uh, schoolwork may not be something that you can do perfectly, uh, but what you can do is lean into the bonding, which is through enjoying each other, which is through joy, which laughter can be a big part of that. So this might be a really great time for parents and caregivers, grandmas, grandpas, you know, aunties, uncles, whoever is in that child's life. Mm-hmm. Just break out some silly stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 
wear silly hats to dinner, you know, mm-hmm. have theme nights, mm-hmm. um, you know, just have a show, like mm-hmm. do a talent show, do something that you're, you, you're crappy at, yeah. but just do it for the sake of doing it to make your kids laugh. That's right. And that goes back to being able to laugh at yourself yes. because, you know, laughter is a very good antidote to shame, self-consciousness, um, fears of what people think about you because you're just kind of going like, you know what, I'm just going to like let loose and just be funny and silly and whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's permission for you, parents. Just go for it. That The doctor ordered that, by the way. There you go. <laughs> so um, in terms of the science behind it, there was a study that was done about uh, the pathology of humor. Mm-hmm. And um, they identified 24 character strengths that supported six broad virtues. And in that, they identified that humor was included as a character strength. Mm. And that the idea that the the likelihood of being able to joke and laugh and sharing humor with others uh, led to higher levels of character strengths of positive emotions. Interesting. So you leverage your humor to actually bring about the other virtues. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? That is amazing. And I think you and I both can think about people in our lives, and our listeners can too, where they're fun to be around mm-hmm. because of their humor. That's right. And you enjoy being in their presence, and it makes you feel positive mm-hmm. after spending time with them. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to um, also add into that, that um, some people kind of can dismiss humor and say, well, I'm just not funny, or I'm a serious person, or I don't have a sense of humor, or they may have been raised in a home environment where there's been trauma or difficult experiences or just a lot of suffering. So humor just becomes the thing that they have no time or space for. And I think humor is like anything else. It's a character trait that can be developed. It's a muscle that can be developed. Absolutely. We are created to be able to laugh. Yeah. And so I would invite listeners, if that's kind of what you're thinking, that I'm not really funny, I don't know how to laugh, I wasn't raised in an environment, that that's okay. Just start in small steps to um, to, to just be able to laugh. Yeah, Even and if it's more of a conscious, I'm going to laugh because it's good for me, and just see how this will spiral into health and further and more a, a capacity to be funny and to see Absolutely. humor things and to let that be a balance. Yes, mm-hmm. that's good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, it appears that a good sense of humor can provide the foundation for more positive worldview mm. um, and a greater personal strength and an enabled link to well-being. Mm-hmm. So this is really good. It's good news, and we certainly need to foster it. So good news. I'm going to jump on what you just said. Humor skills can be learned. Great. So think about what makes you laugh mm-hmm. and sort of maybe surround yourself with a bit more of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could watch a marathon of Fail Army mm-hmm. over the weekend. Yeah. Um, humor leads to increased well-being, so that's a good benefit of it. It also leads to this higher resiliency that we're talking about because it helps us to reframe the negative Mm -hmm. and it gives us a reprieve from it. Mm -hmm. It leads to increased happiness Mm -hmm. and it leads to a stronger immune system. And you were kind of giving voice to that, the the physiological benefits Mm -hmm. of of humor. Now, I want to be careful because you touched on the black humor. Mm -hmm. There is what's called adaptive humor and maladaptive humor. Mm. And adaptive humor is the humor that makes you feel good. It creates no harm. Mm -hmm. It um, helps you to connect with others. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny jokes. It's silliness. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
I'm not laughing at my husband tripping and hurting himself. I'm laughing at, you know, someone goofy on TV. Right. Laughing. That's <laughs> like, a very, you know very what I mean? distinction. And maladaptive humor is the self-derogatory stuff. Mm. It's meant either for self-harm or the harm of others. Sarcasm. Sarcasm definitely falls into that. Yeah. And, um, and that's a really interesting point because... You know, sarcasm has been called the lowest form of humor. Mm-hmm. And I think there's truth in that because it is meant to harm someone. Right, right. And so my humor ought to never harm somebody else. That's right. It should right. not be taken at the expense of another person. And, you know, it, it, uh, you know, being a sensitive person, which I've talked about in a previous episode, I have often, I shouldn't say often, but when I've been teased along the way and it has hurt me, I've learned to suck it up, buttercup, because uh, you get the negative, oh, you're just being oversensitive. But to me, humor is meant to draw us closer. Yes. It's meant to give us a sense of well-being. And if something is being said that's hurtful, we need to stop that. And I think we need to be sensitive to others around us. And everyone has varying degrees of capacity to handle humor at their expense. That's right. Um, and let's be kind about it. Yes. And that's why I like the silly. And yeah, the exactly. So um, you were talking about being able to kind of poke fun at yourself, Mm -hmm. right? So not being self-derogatory, but just being able to look at the funny side of what things you do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've got this story yesterday. Um, the hubs and I are making a dump run to the dump and, um, sorry, so we have the most, when you said dump, I'm sorry, sorry, we have romantic, you know, escapades. Yes. (laughs) The dump dump. is, (laughs) (laughs) the dump is one of them. Anyway, so we're taking this load of stuff to the dump and we loaded up our SUV and we couldn't quite close the hatch on the Mm -hmm. SUV Mm because there was too much stuff. So uh, Hubby comes up with this great tie-down method, right? Mm -hmm. And after he's fixed it all up and we're wondering where the ball of string is, um, because guess what? We might need it. If the hatch opens, you know, on the way to the dump, we're going to need to fix it, right? Yeah. So we're looking all around for this ball of string. Well, there it is. It's in the SUV. (laughs) <laughs> which is now tied down and we can't reach, <laughs> reach it, it unless we crawl through all the crap <laughs> to get it. And we just started to laugh. And I said to him, you know, this has to make it into the list of generational things we pass down to our children. <laughs> like, because it just was such a funny thing and it made us both laugh. Anyway. Yeah. Can I share a story too? Yes, Talking please. Uh, so Peter and I, um, we have noticed that as, you know, he used to be able to, I just have to like breathe and he could read my mind. So lots of times. What a gift. I know. <laughs> so, uh, lots of times I don't even have to say a full statement. He knows where I'm going. Well, this conversation ha- happened. I said to him, um, what are you going to do with the thingy? He goes, what thingy? I said, the thingy that's leaning against the wall. What thingy that's leaning against the wall? The thingy that's leaning against the wall that's made out of wood. What thingy that's leaning against the wall that's made? And we kind of go back and forth with that. And then finally he clues in and he says, oh, that thingy. And so that's kind of like our humor of being silly with each other. So every time we think about that story again, it brings us laughter. And of course, other people may not think it's funny, but between him and I. But it's this shared joke yeah. that it's got intimacy with it, right? Yeah, that's like true. you two, it's it's just funny to you two. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to bring you a smile every it time does. you think every about it. Every time I think about it. Yeah. Well, every time I see a ball of string now, yeah, I'm gonna you're going to be that. thinking about that. So how do we foster good humor for ourselves? Um, first of all, we choose to allow 
ourselves to laugh at us. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to allow myself the opportunity to laugh at myself for silly things that I do. Mm -hmm. And um, so behaviors, maybe beliefs that I've held on that have been challenged, I can choose to laugh about that Mm -hmm. and not minimizing the difficulty in our life, but being able to see the other stuff around it that's funny. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm thinking about um, a time when we were all on a motorcycle trip and our motorcycle broke down in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like we were literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I remember that. And it took like CAA, like two and a half hours to find us. Mm-hmm. But what did we do to pass the time? We found some pine cones and we started playing pine cone bocce. That's right. So we, we and we had some laughs, like we right. really did. And it was not a fun situation by any stretch of the imagination. It was getting dark. Mm-hmm. We were very far away from home. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, we were waiting for the tow truck and everything, but just being able to make light of a situation and bring some humor to it mm-hmm. is not only a gift to ourselves, but a gift to others around us. Right. And in that situation, and I think this is something that's applicable across the board, is your mind could have easily gone down the what ifs, all the worries, uh, what if it well, it was, dark, <laughs> well. but I mean, like there's so much that's outside of your control. In fact, the majority of what we worry about, we have no control over. Yeah. And so it does absolutely nothing, no advantage to us to, to go over and over the worry in our brain. That's right. And in fact, what it does is it diminishes our ability to cope. So humor in that instance actually interrupts the worry cycle. It interrupts the negative thought cycle. And it gave you greater resilience to cope with that situation. It did. And it created a social connection for it all did. of us. And we have actually fond memories of that time. We have. And we've since played Pine Cone Bocce. Exactly. Again. Yeah. Uh, so definitely being able... What Listeners, what do you do that, you know, instead of shaming yourself for it, like instead of saying, oh, Jillian, you know... What, like, can you poke a little fun at yourself and go, that was pretty funny, actually, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I think it's an intentional choice because if I'm putting myself in that situation where I do something goofy, I kind of have, I can go down the road of shame, yeah. which makes me defensive. It makes me feel ouchy and uh, I can be reactive towards others if they start laughing at me. Or I can sort of sit back and say, you know what, it's actually funny and if I laugh about it, that is going to release some of the tension. And like you said, move away from the whole shame piece. Exactly. Yeah. And um, you can sort of exaggerate some of these things. So I'll give you an example. A number of years ago, I was getting dressed early in the morning. Um, I was trying to fumble around in my closet and uh, not wake the hubby up, you know, as I'm getting out the door. And so I have a number of pairs of black shoes because they go with everything. <laughs> so <laughs> you can see where this is going. You can see where this is going. So I put on the shoes, I get out to the car, I make it all the way downtown Toronto. I think you were with me that day. I, no, this was a separate day. Oh, okay, because you've done it with me. I have done it. <laughs> so I get all the, <laughs> I don't learn from my mistakes. Um, I get out of the car, I put my feet down and I go, I have two different shoes mm-hmm. on. Not only do I have two different black shoes on, but the heels are a little bit different. So as I walk, it's kaboom, 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 kaboom. And I'm going to do this presentation. Uh-huh. So I just think, well, there's nothing you can do about it now. That's right. So you better make light of it or else you're going to be thinking about it all day and what a jerk you are, right? So as I walked in, I just made some joke because, of course, the seminar was starting like at 7 o'clock in the morning. So I said, hey, everybody, take a look at the shoes. (laughs) 
and then I did, I did like a little catwalk for them all. I go, and notice the, the height of the heels too. They're a little different. Anybody else get dressed in the dark this morning? And it just broke the ice. Yes. But then I wasn't thinking about my stupid shoes all day. That's right. And I wasn't self-conscious about it. And you know what you also did is you opened up the door for people to be more responsive to you. Because yeah. humor does that. It kind of makes people release their tension, whatever it is, and they're much more focused. Especially when we can poke a little fun at ourselves, ourselves. right? So that's, okay. So the next thing, you've already said it, insert silliness. So we've mm -hmm. said that. Fill your life with something goofy. Yeah. Like find goofy things to do. If you're around children or dogs, they're naturally goofy. They'll make you feel goofy. Mm -hmm. um, but wear something silly to dinner tonight with mm -hmm. your kids. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, dress up. I, I had this fun story. I may have told it before. Um, a friend of mine, his son was having a pool party in the backyard and a bunch of 13-year-old boys, you know, and he decided he was going to, like, surprise them all. And so what he did was he walked into the backyard. He's got his full suit, dress suit, shirt, tie, the whole works. And he's pretending he's skimming the pool. And he goes down to the deep end and he trips into the deep end, fully clothed. <laughs> of course, they, what do you think the boys went home that day talking about? Right. But he had completely staged the whole thing. Right. And it was just a fun thing. So silly but that kid will never forget his 13-year-old birthday, mm -hmm. right? Like, so what can you do? I don't want you tripping into pools, but what can you do that will just pull out your silliness, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. And especially in couple relationships, this is a really good thing to mm -hmm. foster mm -hmm. um, because life will get sillier as you get older, mm -hmm. Yeah, right? well, actually, if I can comment on that, when I do a couple sessions, um, sometimes the strategy I will do is ask them about a funny memory that they shared together or something fun. And it's amazing to watch the body language, the relaxing that happens yeah. and to lean in more towards each other. Yeah. Uh, it reminds them of all the really great things that they had experienced together previously. Well, one of the studies says this just pulls all the seriousness and rigidity out of life and gives us a chance to escape for a bit. Oh, so being silly, just you know, dropping the rigidity down, mm -hmm. right? Oh, such a good thing. So... Okay, so be silly, people. Mm -hmm. um, now, the other thing that they said was puncture a rigid mindset with a mental exercise called paradoxical intention. That's a big phrase, right? Mm -hmm. But what it means is, let's say you have to give a speech. Mm -hmm. And you know when you give speeches, you sweat a lot. Mm -hmm. And so what you're going to do is you're going to take that and you're going to put it to the extreme. Mm -hmm. So imagine yourself on a stage in front of people, and instead of being a human being, you're a sweat-spitting fountain. <laughs> and it's just shooting out over, like, row one, row two, row three of the audience. Like, it's just soaking them with your sweat. Uh -huh. And the idea is that you will never be as bad as that fountain. right. Mm -hmm. You have taken it to the extreme. You've exaggerated it. Mm -hmm. And when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about what sitcoms do. Mm -hmm. Sitcoms take what's normally kind of a funny situation and they exaggerate it mm -hmm. so it's even more funny. Mm -hmm. So number one, we can picture ourselves in the actor's shoes, mm -hmm. but it takes us to the point of exaggeration without making us cringe because it's not us. Right. Right? Yes. So it's taking that thing and exaggerating it. So. Mm -hmm. Sort of what are the things that you're feeling about fear-wise? 
Can you take it and sort of exaggerate it a little bit, play it out in your mind and exaggerate it to the point where when it actually happens, it's never going to be as bad Mm -hmm. as that thing that you've imagined. Mm -hmm. And plus you've now paired laughter and silliness with that thing that you've been afraid of. That's right. And that is really great. The brain what what fires together wires together so if you're regularly Ooh. having those oh, yes I, that's a whole other po- podcast <laughs> whoa i like that one uh so your experiences uh, can transform how your brain responds to life yeah and so it's very very important to include those positive experiences which includes being silly and laughing at yourself and laughing at whatever needs to be funny in your life. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of fun things. I really like that one. Um, Think about playing to an audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, So think about playing to an audience. What kinds of things make people laugh? Mm -hmm. And are you purposely trying to bring humor into your audiences, whether Mm -hmm. it's your family, your friends, your community, your workplace? Mm -hmm. Um, Be sensitive to the words you use. So uh, rigid words, you know, replace them with some words that are not so rigid. Can you give me an example? I can give you lots of examples because uh-huh. I'm Irish. Uh-huh. The Irish can take any word and, <laughs> and do <laughs> something with you it. you do. <laughs> so for instance, we never went up the stairs to bed. Mm-hmm. We went up the apples and pears to our feathery Ned. <laughs> okay. All the Irish are nodding in agreement here. Uh-huh. Um, so just think of fun ways, even with your kids, you can, and kids have their own language and we have these historical family languages Mm -hmm. that pass on from generation to generation. That's kind of fun to break the rigidity of our words. Mm. Um, Another thing is, this is what you did. You created cute, funny neologisms. Wow. With your partner. You you are just hitting me with these big words, Julia. Well, I do the scientific research. <laughs> Obviously, yes. <laughs> so a neologism is a newly coined word or phrase. Every family has them. Ah. So the thingy against the wall yeah. is your language, secret language with Peter. Yeah. And uh, we have them as friends because we, we keep coming up with these acronyms. I know. Because we're too lazy to say all three words. <laughs> um, so you've, you've shared that with with Peter, um, that story with Peter. And I mean, Bruce and I have all these secret words that, you know, have come out of funny times that we can just throw out there and both of us know what they mean. And, you know, we just laugh. Mm -hmm. So there you've done, you've already done that. Um, Creating your own funny expressions for your experiences makes you more flexible. Mm -hmm. So you call it kind of just being goofy or let's go goofying. Mm -hmm. Let's get goofy together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And maybe ask your kids, if you're a family, what are the things that you think I do that are goofy? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And just bring them to the table more. Mm -hmm. So I've got one last thing to say to you. Okay. Okay. Bring it on. Okay. So people, listen quickly. Um, short-term benefits of humor, stimulates the organs, activates and relieves your stress response as you've talked about, it soothes tension. Hmm. That's short-term. Mm-hmm. Long-term, improves your immune system, it relieves pain. Wow. It's a natural painkiller. Um, increases personal satisfaction with life and relationships, improves your mood. So it's good to do this. Mm. It is really, really good. It's so healing. It is so healing. Yeah. And we are in a time where we need healing in our lives and our families and our mm-hmm. communities. Mm-hmm. So this is a time to lean into this. Mm-hmm. I'd like to call it laugh therapy. Laugh therapy. That's a really yeah. good thing. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think there's something to that. Okay. One more joke. Okay. Okay. Lay it on. Okay. This is a really, uh, this is a really heady joke. Okay. 
Oh, as in dry humor? Huh, not really. Okay. <laughs> what does an agnostic, dyslexic, insomniac do? What? Stays up all night and wonders if there is a dog. Wait. Agnostic, dyslexic, insomniac. Oh! Stays up all night and wonders if there is a dog. <laughs> Told you it was a heady joke. It's, oh, yeah, it's deep. I mean, I had to really search <laughs> that one. <laughs> okay, knock, knock. Okay, who's there? Boo. Boo who? Don't cry. Aww. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> that was a really great start for the day. I do feel my body is so much more relaxed having laughed. It, I feel like I'm in a good frame of mind right now. Awesome. Thanks, Jillian. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.